On today's episode of the Too Legit Show, with your boy Alex Fernandez and Mr. Alex Fernandez, I got my interview with Adam Blue Nose Lopez. He main evented ESPN Boxing. He stepped up on the day of Black Saturday. It was Thanksgiving week. He stepped up on less than 24-hour notice. Main event. He saved the show. He knocked the homie down. It was a great fight, and uh, he was winning on the scorecards. But look, my man Adam, he's on the show. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to have a good old time. And then, you know, I got to talk about this past weekend's UFC fights. Talk about Terrence Crawford. Talk about uh, uh, Teofimo versus Richard Comey. I'm going to dabble in a little bit of some NFL review because I'm a little butthurt. A lot of, a lot of picks this weekend did not go my way. And uh, it is what it is. But look, that is the game. And before I hop into it, I got to play. I've recorded something, but the, the, the podcast kind of got outdated. So I'm giving you a fresh one today with my guy, Louie. We went and saw the Ruiz fight middle of the day at a bar. Uh, with my guy, Louie, and the homie. So I got to talk about this story. I'm going to drop the story, and then we're going to drop some music. We're going to get right into it, guys. It's going to be a good old podcast. So make sure to subscribe, like, favorite, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, deuces. Let's, pl- let's drop it. All three scorecards go to the winner by unanimous decision. The fighting pride of London, England, and once again, the heavyweight champion of the world, the man known as AJ Anthony. Joshua. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I saw the Ruiz and Joshua fight. I went to a bar. Usually I like to watch fights by myself. I'm one of those guys, okay? I'm, 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 a, I'm not a big fight party guy. Uh, if it's a casual card, maybe like, maybe like this weekend, I'm down to go somewhere. However, if it's a big time fight, if it's a fight that I'm going to watch very closely, if it's a fight that I need to watch round by round, I usually just like to sit there in silence because I don't like to entertain people. Who are asking, is this guy good? Um, is uh, was uh, well, What does this guy do? Well, yeah, he's great. This is why we're all watching him, okay? He's good for a reason. But anyway, usually don't do that. Decided to change that. Went with the homie, Louis B. Of course, he brought all the Vatos out to Ventura Boulevard. It was a great experience. And I got to meet the homie, Beware. Literally, I don't know what his first name is. He said, what's up? I'm Beware. And then my other friend says, yeah, that's the homie, Beware. Uh, and I was like, why do they call him Beware? And they both stood silent. So anyway, watch the fights with the homie Beware. There was some others in attendance. And I would say at this bar right here in uh, lovely Los Angeles, it was a 50-50 crowd for Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua. And it was pretty hilarious because the tables were all mixed up. It wasn't like split up like a stadium. It was, I was, it was our table. And then there was uh, Joshua fans right in front of us. Ruiz to the right. Ruiz fans behind us was Joshua. It was cool. It was like a nice little mix of people. The fight was absolutely terrible. It led to shenanigans because when Mexicans drink, you know, it's a party. And when the Brits drink, you know, it's a party. So it ended up being incredible. Halfway through the fight, the homie beware, he stood up. And he just yelled in the direction of the Joshua people. These two nice guys, they were just hanging out, enjoying the fight. They were having lunch, having a drink. I could hear the British accent. And I thought the homie beware was going to be escorted off the premises. He, le- he he was going to the bathroom, but he was just angry. Because who, who wouldn't be angry at Andy Ruiz not doing a damn thing in the ring? I'm sorry, I don't want to disrespect Andy Ruiz. He's a great person. But he didn't respect that match on Saturday night. But anyway, back. My man said uh, he's fighting like a bitch. You know, people, who, the Mexican style versus the European style. Of course, the European, he, he hit behind the jab, and I respect it. He did what he had to do to win. It was not an exciting thing. That's why all the Mexicans were pissed. It was so funny. Beware was yelling 
Beware was yelling at the at the two British guys, and it, and they were right in front of me. They turn around and say, "Is he, is he talking to me?" I did not want to get involved with the homie Beware because uh, even his friends, they were they were worried because they when when they when his when when people really know him, they're like, "Oh, you know, I ain't getting involved with all that." That's uh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to go to the hospital with the homie. I don't know. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a tussle with the Brits and the Mexicans. But anyway, Andy Ruiz lost. I don't know if there should be a trilogy. He needs to go out there and get a big old victory. I think I talk about it on the show. With Adam. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, referee Mark Goddard has called a stop to this contest at four minutes, ten seconds of round number five. Declaring the winner by TKO and still the undisputed UFC welterweight champion of the world, Cameroon, brought it all on himself man i don't know what else to tell colby he brought this all on himself colby covington versus kamara usman was the main event at ufc 245 and i'm sure a lot of people watch this fight i man the whole card was incredible i'll talk all about it in a sec but i'm gonna start off with colby and usman and jump to conclusions let's jump to the very end man come on now colby took the l he was losing on my scorecards i thought he was losing the fight i thought usman was controlling every round and uh, I think I had it. Did I have a 2-2? Actually, you know what? I think it was three borderline 3-1 or even 2-2. But I, I just think Usman was, was was coming on and Colby was losing momentum. He had the broken jaw, quote-unquote. Yeah, Usman kind of that with that groin one. That was a little iffy, but the eye poke was legit. Usman's boxing and his just overall strength was just unbelievable. I didn't think he was that big and strong. He made Colby look so small. If Colby, if Col- Kobe, if Colby had power, man, if Colby had power, Look out, man. He would he would just be murking dudes, but his graph was incredible. There was no takedowns in this fight. I should have looked up if there was an over-under prop for takedowns because they would have easily covered. Man, it was a boxing match through and through. I don't know if Colby could have hurt Usman enough, though. He just didn't have the power for it. Usman finally got him in the fifth after breaking him down. I think everybody and their mother thought this was going to go to the distance. I thought Colby was going to win a decision. And if we looked at the st- at the time of the stoppage, Usman had one card, 3-1. It was Colby, 3-1, and the other one was 2-2. So it would have came down to that fifth and final round. Colby was losing that round badly, and he would have lost the split decision. But look, a split decision loss is better than a, a, a TKO. You know, that you, you would take the split decision loss, immediate rematch. It's all set and good to go. But... Usman got the finish. He got the stoppage. He finished like a champion should. And, man, Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare, is he's impressive, man. He dominated Woodley, and he outlasted Colby Covington. And I thought his cardio was going to be the difference. Usman came ready to play, man. It, 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 it made a difference. Meanwhile, Colby, who knows where he goes from here. He took his L, and everybody is savoring Colby Covington's loss. He's not making America great again right now and now he comes out he comes out in these interviews and saying uh, i did this as a gimmick i did this so i wouldn't get cut so i get attention but I, I he probably didn't realize how much backlash he was gonna get from all that right he just didn't realize all the hate all his friends would leave him his coaches wouldn't train with him and i got i got some new coaches he's got this russian bear in his corner that just yells at him just you have to go colby you have to go stronger not really great corner advice, not really, um, you know, tactics or strategies to go and to beat Usman. He just told him to come forward and be the cardio king and be a, be an animal. I mean, you know, he was like a motivational speaker 
Jorge Masvidal said Kobe went cheap. But look, Kobe got his, he's going to get his jaw wired shut, I guess, if it's a fully broken jaw. If it's like a fracture, he can just ibuprofen and soft food it. But look, Kamaru Usman shut him up. Kobe's getting, I guess, what he deserved. He just did this all for attention, and maybe he cracked under it a little bit. He was breathing heavy in the motorcycle checkpoint. It's not even the Harley Davidson checkpoint anymore, but in the, it's at the checkpoint. He was breathing, taking deep breaths. And, you know, coming out and saying something, becoming honest and saying, this is all a gimmick, this is all to get attention, so I wouldn't get cut and make money. People aren't just going to, you know what I mean? Now, they, now it's like, it's kind of like, uh, it's like too much for you to, 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 to contain. You know, you walked in with the dude, the two MAGA hats and nobody chanted, you suck to you because the, like the gimmick was up. We're not going to support you. We don't like you. Apparently the crowd, we don't like you as a person. So we're not going to support your gimmick. And that's what happened. And Colby didn't get the energy he probably wanted. And look, Kamaru Usman came out with a great game plan and got the W. As for what's next for Usman, they want to do Jorge Mazidal versus Kamaru Usman. Maybe in July, it all depends what happens with Connor and Khabib. And, or they do Leon. He wants Leon Edwards. Now Willie wants to, I mean, Willie Usman's calling his shots. Uh, I don't think Usman sells enough pay-per-views for that. So Dana will not give him that request. Mazidal makes a ton of money. And look, if you're Usman, you got to know if you beat Mazidal, you're on top. You're a beast. You know, you are the A guy. But this is a, that's a big fight. And can the spotlight get too big for that Jerry Nightmare? I don't know. We shall see. But in the Coleman event, the, man, the spotlight was not too big for uh, for Alexander Volkanovsky. He shocked me after beating Aldo. He comes out here and wins a good decision. Uh, he, be, he beat him. I thought he beat Max Holloway. It was 3-2 on the cards. I'm okay with it. One guy had it 5-0. Not okay with that. I think three rounds, maybe four if you're being generous. It was a 3-2 kind of fight, but Volkanovsky stuck to the game plan, people. He really did. He stuck to the game plan. He, he kicked the leg out of Max Holloway. Look, Holloway does have flaws, and... Volkanovski exposed it. Good cardio, great fight IQ, great jab, kicking the leg out as well. I mean, he was just a smart fight. And what well, CKB now has their second champion, Adesanya, and now Volkanovski. It was it was a great performance by Volkanovski. I can't take anything away from him. And as I said before, I was worried about Max getting knocked out. That was my if I was going to pick an upset in all the three, it was going to be Max because he's just taking a lot of damage this year. He fought Poirier. I think he fought somebody else, and now he's fighting this one. So three fights in less than 12 months. What, 28 still? But that's a lot of damage. And he took a lot of damage in that Poirier fight. But he outlasted. They, they made it the distance, and Volkanovski got the W. As for what's next, they're going to run it right back. They need to run it right back. I wish they would go to Hawaii for a fight. They need to figure that out, make it happen as soon as possible. I don't know what Dana White has against Hawaii. Maybe he went to a resort in Hawaii, and they just didn't decline his service. Maybe they'd have a casino for him. Who knows? But Dana White was not happy with Hawaii, and they don't do fights in Hawaii. BJ Penn never got to fight at UFC Hawaii. It is what it is, uh, but they will run that fight back for sure, and I'm, I'm ready for it. Maybe they run it all back in July. Who knows? But, but these three title fight cards, I think they just do it for July and December, right? That's like their half and half, but the Coco main event is the pound-for-pound pound number one female in the world, the baddest bitch on the planet, Amanda the Lioness. Nunez, who just dominated Jermaine Duranime for five rounds. I had her winning four or five rounds easily. She is the GOAT right now, and they're setting up this fight. I'm sorry, I'm not talking much about the much about the, the fight, but she dominated on the feet. She dominated, took her down. It was all easy. We're all focused on the next fight right now for Amanda Nunez, which appears to be with Clarissa Shields, which seems pretty interesting to me. The, the GOAT, the female GOAT, they wanted, she wants to do a one-and-one, one boxing match and one MMA fight. But I had the same reaction as Amanda Nunes when uh, Clarissa Shields said, I just need six months to, to learn wrestling and jujitsu, and I'm good to go. I know Clarissa Shields is a two-time Olympic medalist. I know she's a freak of an athlete. I know she's in super intelligent. I know she dresses 
extremely well. She's a great dresser, right? She's got great style. I don't know if six months is enough to take on Amanda Nunes, man. I mean, Jermaine Duranere has been training, what, six, seven years wrestling? Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't stop a nosebleed with, with Amanda Nunes. That, that is going to be a beat him up in submission. Amanda called the shot, but in boxing, you know Clarissa Shields is going to work that ass. You know that. I, I would take Clarissa Shields in a heartbeat to stop Nunes. I think she would just pop, 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 pop her to death, and it would be, it would be a quick fight. You know, it would be a draw at the end of the day, but I don't know if they'll go through with it. I, I, I know Clarissa is a great learner, but I don't know. I would, I would obviously favor Nunes by submission in the first fight, and I would take Clarissa Shields by knockout in the boxing match. Jose Aldo got robbed, man. That was bullshit. Honestly, that was some straight bullshit. Jose Aldo got robbed. That's all I'm going to say. I thought he won that fight uh, 2-1. And they're still going to go ahead and do the Henry Cejudo versus Jose Aldo fight because Henry Cejudo wants it, and he's the triple C. And he's cutting all kinds of promos in English and Portuguese. The opener of the card was pretty brutal, man. I mean, there was that left hook from hell from that Mexican chick against Vieira. But Peter Yan just ran through Uriah Faber. I forgot. We, I don't even know how good Peter Yan is until tonight. He made a statement. He opened the curtain. He opened the pay-per-view. And he sat it down. I mean, he was the, that was the knockout of the night for sure. That was the only finish of the night. So give that man all the bonuses. He wants it with Cody Garbrandt as well. So I love it. I, I'm a Peter Yan fan. He was the heaviest favorite on the card. Man, he, he kicked the crap out of Uriah Faber. I think it's done, Uriah. Uriah's a great guy. He, 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 he led WEC into the UFC. One of the greatest fighters. What, 10 years ago, that guy was unbelievable. 10, even 12, 15. Look, that guy was a pioneer in the UFC. He's a Hall of Famer, WEC, all that, and then some cage fighting. Back in the little shows in Sacktown. Put Sacramento on the map in terms of MMA. That's why they always go back and do a show. Team Alpha Male, all that good stuff. But Uriah, it is over with, man. It is done, son. I'm sorry. Let me talk Terrence Crawford real quick. I, I, mean Machine put up a hell of a fight. He put up a hell of a fight, guys. Mean Machine uh, was an animal. Uh, he put up all until Terrence Crawford was just being too good. Did you see how he faked? He slid to the right so he would get the eye movement off the center of the center of the you know the, the, the center of gravity overhand, and then he slid. He pivots, hits him with the upper. I mean, it's beautiful. We need to watch the video of Terrence Crawford. He's absolutely unbelievable to watch. Okay, he's an absolute beast, and he proved that. Defended his title. Did the damn thing. But the highlight of the night really was uh, Teofimo Lopez. One round, first round knockout of Richard Comey, who's a tough dude from Ghana. And Teofimo Lopez said, mm, I don't care. I don't care. Hit him right in the face. And he was doing the Bambi dance. It looked like he was doing the stanky leg and the Bambi dance. But it was all but over. Uh, Teofimo finished that fight off. And now we're looking at Teofimo versus Lomachenko, Madison Square Garden, New York City. That's the only place you can have it. Lopez is from Brooklyn. Lomachenko, big following in New York City. It's got to happen in the garden, folks. It's going to happen. It's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be a great fight. I think Lomachenko is a 4-1 to favorite right now. Is it too soon for Teofimo? We're, we're really going to find out next year. All right, here is my interview with Adam Lopez. We just talked about his fight. We talked about Crawford. We talked about Ruiz. The problem was, here's what I regret, because we had an interview in the past, but I lost the audio, so it's a lost interview. I wish I would have given you a little more background on Adam, but we'll definitely have him come to the studio here in Hollywood, and it'll be a beautiful thing to see. But here's my interview with Adam Lopez. Of the footwork, it's just... Oh, nice left hook, drops Oscar Valdez in round two! And Mr. ESPN, Mr. Main Event, Mr. Black Saturday himself, Adam Bluto's Lopez. Adam, welcome back to the show, man. We're doing this, not from a gym, much more comfortable setting this time yeah. around, and a lot has happened 
uh, since your fight in April. I want to take it back, though. I've known, people who don't know, I don't even know if Rachel knows this. I've known Adam for a long-ass time. He used to hold mitts for me way back in the that's people. That's what people don't know. He used to hold pads for me at the gym on there in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, he was the best in the class, I remember. Yeah, I, I held that with a lot of pride. <laughs> I would get there early. I would make sure I work out twice. It was a good time, but... Fast forward, I even saw you fight in the amateurs one time, which is even crazier. Last amateur yeah, fight. I saw you fight your last amateur my fight. Last amateur fight. But then yeah. you're in the pros now, 15 fights in. Yep. Let's go to April, okay? Because we talked, whatever, whatever, and you were going to Florida for this fight. Yeah. You fought that dude in Florida, Rivera. Yep. Pavano Rivera. <laughs> you fought Rivera, and he put you on your butt real quick, but you yep. got up really strong. You did the, you blessed yourself, and you, you kicked his ass, essentially, and I was talking to a buddy about it. Uh, that dude, that fight should have been stopped like a round before. My man had the Bambi legs, but that referee was like, "I'm in Florida with the Puerto Rican guy. I don't want to get killed." I guess so. I want to get your perspective because you were, you you knew the right time to go for the kill, and <laughs> like the second that the next round started, you just ambushed him. Buddy told me he was like, "He's out. He's like, he's done. Go right to him. Hit him with a feint. Hit him with a one-two. So I hit him with a feint, I hit him with a one-two, and he just ate it good. So I was like, I'm going to keep going. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, when's the ref going to stop this fight? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really showed myself in that fight, and um, I got a lot of exposure and a lot of respect off of that one, too. You're, you're becoming Mr. ESPN Plus as, as, as soon as possible. What's crazier is I just feel like things, everything happens for a reason. Definitely. Right? You were supposed to fight a show earlier. I remember you got injured. Uh, I was supposed to fight August 17th. Right, in L.A. In L.A. Yes. And I got my appendix taken out August 1st. Wow. So two weeks before the fight, I was getting stomach pains, and I didn't know what was going on. So uh, the pain became unbearable. Took myself to the ER. I, was, I threw up in the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And then um, they took me in. They're like, yeah, we got to take your appendix out tomorrow. Whoa. I was like, all right, let's do it. Will I still be able to fight in two weeks? No, you can't do nothing for two months. I was like, damn. I had a fight August 17th and November 2nd. Already set up. Right. So I had to pull out of the 17th. Uh-huh. And then I thought I was good to go for the second. Yeah. I was training, but I wasn't sparring yet. And I had like three weeks to go. And I was like, yo, I called top rank. I was like, hey, we got to push it back. I'm still recovering from my surgery. Yeah. And they, they understood. They're like, all right, no problem. Keep the same opponent. Luis Correa, 12 and 2. For the 30th in, sure. in Las Vegas. So I was like, all right, perfect. I got time. Yeah. We went through with it. But I missed out two fights this year. On but it worked out. At it the worked end out, right? Isn't that yeah. crazy? <laughs> That's like it happens for a reason. Yeah, you got injured. No, you got the appendix removed. And you had to push the second one. But then it ended up all working out on Thanksgiving week. Let, let's go to that Thanksgiving week, man. Because I feel like you, you, you're prepared for this opponent, Luis yeah. Correa, right? Yeah. You're ready to go for this fight, undercard fight. Not a, you know, it's not it's not a big exposure fight. You're on ESPN yeah. Plus. You're on the bottom of the card. No disrespect, but it's like you know, it's not one of the top. You know, the build, a, the build, the build, the build fight, fight, right? It was just another fight. Just another fight. Build me up. Right. Know. You're there. When, when do you get there? You get there Tuesday. How do you? How does the schedule work? I got there Thursday around four o'clock. So Thanksgiving Day, you got you flew on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving <laughs> you flew into Vegas on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm sure it was madness when you got to the Cosmopolitan. Just people everywhere. Drunk white women don't know where they're going, but are people just eating at the buffet, right? So it's all a festive mood. You check in, you go to your hotel, your hotel room, I'm assuming, right? You don't yeah. have a lot, of, or maybe you have fighter duty. So you get there on Thursday. The weigh-ins are on Friday, yeah. right? The so you, you're already like, you're already probably pretty close to your weigh-in weight at this point, right? I had to lose 
two pounds the morning of the weigh-in. The morning of the weigh-in. So Thursday night you just went to bed. Did no, you Thursday eat? Thursday night I went for a little run. Little run, okay. Because um, I always gain weight when I fly, so I was sure. like a little heavy when I landed. I was like, all right, let me go run. I ran, and then I was like three pounds away, okay. going to sleep. Woke up two pounds away, so I was like, all right, let's go work out a little bit. Went for a run, mm-hmm. did a little mitts. I was like, I'm cool. I should be fine. That was it. That was that was the workout. That was the plan for for the weigh-ins. But uh, did, you, I, did you eat big Thursday night or no? Do you not eat? I didn't uh, eat. Thursday you didn't eat. Night. Okay. I ate Thursday morning, um, breakfast, lunch, very light, barely any water. Okay. And I flew, and I was dehydrated. I was. I kind of had a little bit of a hard time making weight this time. Okay. I think just because off camp, I put on a lot of muscle. Okay. I was working with a new strength coach, and he's worried about getting me to hit harder. Yeah. So like, all right, let's see how it works. But um. I definitely got to change it up a little because I don't want to. I'd rather be making weight easy. You're right. Yeah. My speed and the power will come. I'm still young. I'm still growing. Yes. Eventually, I'll get that man strength and be able to put people out. Exactly. So you wake up, you weigh in, you hit 126 on the nose, right? Oh 126 on the blue nose, and you're like, cool, I'm done. Ah, let me drink some whatever. I'm good. I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. I'm going to go eat with Rachel. She's going to stuff me full of some good stuff. And then all of a sudden, what I do you hear when the, the commotion or, or were you out of there when when when, home, when was, Gutierrez weighed in? Were you there? No, I wasn't. I wasn't there. One forty-one for people who don't know. As I walked out of the weighing room, uh-huh. I saw my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, gave him a hug. Rachel grabs me. Okay. Pulled me into the room. I'm like, where are we going? They need to speak to you. I was like, okay, well, we got an interview or something. Like, yeah. I don't know what was going on. I was like, what's up? She's like, they want you to fight Oscar Valdez. And I was like, I looked it up and I, I played it in my head a few times and I, I was like, there's no way. Why would right. they want me to fight Oscar? And I saw Buddy's face. I was like, what's up, bud? He's like, this is what they got on the table. I was like, I was like, buddy, I could beat this guy. Because in the back of my head, I've been wanting to fight Oscar for right. years. When he was at 126, I was like, if I ever get a shot with Oscar, I'm taking it. Right. Once he moved up, I was like, all right, the opportunity's gone. Right. Then it presented itself. I was like, I can't let this go. Right. This is the fight. This is the fight I need to take. Mm-hmm. So I told Buddy, I was like, I could beat this guy. He's like, all right, let him talk it over with, with your managers. Let him negotiate whatever they got to negotiate. Let's go eat and forget about it. We go eat. We're on the phone. Let him know what was on the table. I mm-hmm. was like, let's do it. As soon as I said, let's do it, people were texting me social media pictures of like Twitter and Instagram like Adam Lopez coming up from the undercard. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter first and I didn't believe I thought it was like they're looking for Adam Lopez either replacement. I'm like, wait, what? Like, hold on, let me wait here. And then I saw Top Rank. When Top Rank put the photo side by side, I was like, oh it's shit. Real. It's, it's real. like it's legit now. Like For a second you're kinda of like, what the hell? This is my you know my you know wow. main event against Oscar Valdez. That's it. Like, this is huge. We got the phone call. Yeah. It's, it's a done deal. Done. We had to go do photo shoots. We had to go do fighter meetings. I was in the room with Andre Ward and Tim Bradley. Right. Just sitting there talking with them. Like, this is crazy. For me, I was like, Andre Ward's one of my favorite fighters. Sure. So, like, I got to sit here and talk to Andre. And he wants to know my story mm-hmm. and why I'm here and why I believe I could beat Oscar Valdez. So, it was just surreal. You know, the whole experience. And then we had to do another meeting for ESPN. Yeah. And interviews and. Because they cut a quick promo. Like, they, they had your vignettes ready to go. I was like, God damn. ESPN was like, they must be around the clock to get they your stuff like, ready. Where are you? You need to be here now. Yeah. I was like, all right, let me just eat. And I'll be over there. They're right like, there. no. <laughs> but, you know, it's like after the wins, I eat. I usually go lay down. So yeah. Just, like, rest. But it was, no, nonstop. It's this, work. This, 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 this. Finally got to my hotel room. I was 
out. Yeah. And then I was just resting the whole day. Next day, and I was like, all right, this is a day, man. I got to show the world. But I wonder if that's I wonder if that's part of getting the the oh getting overwhelmed. By, some people can't handle being a main event. Like now you got the taste of it. Being so young, you know all the extra work that comes with the promoting and the. That's why you got to respect guys like Floyd yeah. Canelo when he was doing heavy duty promotion for stuff. Like that's it takes a toll on on the fighter to promote the fight, market the fight, and train and rest, recover, make sure everybody gets taken care of. That was the hardest part. Yeah, it's just of, like of everything just. Engulfs you at once, right? In a way, because yeah, your phone can't stop ringing. Oh, everybody's everybody's wishing you whatever, or asking for stuff, whatever, and it's just all going on. And the ESPN wants you, and then maybe the Spanish station wants you, or maybe this Radio Row wants you now, and it's a huge, crazy thing. I go to Vegas, you know, with thinking I'm going to be on the undercard. Yeah, no one's even going to see a me. A chill weekend, a victory, like nice dinner, in an hour. Boom. Yeah, blowed up. I was like, oh damn, hold up, I gotta take a step back and just soak it all in you know yeah and just learn from everything that's what i really learned from that whole fight was you gotta you know you gotta be able to handle yourself correctly through all of that yeah while you're training while you're dieting while you're focusing for the fight and right it's, just, it's the next level up you know and like you said i got a little taste of it so i'm, I'm happy with with everything that happened so yeah let's let's go back if you don't mind we're gonna go back you wake up saturday morning do they tell you the fight time? Like, okay, you're going to walk to the ring like at 9 o'clock or whatever. Do you know like no, when you're ready to go? They told me um, I just had to be at the venue by 5. Be at the venue at 5. But it's in the same – were you staying at the Cosmo? No, I was staying at the Platinum, which is like down the street. Okay. It was it was, it was a nice hotel. And then they they they, they, they ban you, the shuttle, ban you, yeah. Shuttled us over. I get in, get into the, to the dressing room, and as soon as I get in – they have ESPN camera just on my face. I was like, like a what, like like a like 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 um. I was like, all right, what's up? <laughs> They're like, was I supposed to dress up? Like, was, it's, it was it kind of like the NBA thing where like the NBA players are walking to the locker room kind of thing. That kind of didn't get me walking in, but as soon as I, I sat down, like they ran in there with the cameras and the lights. Some dude was holding the lights. Some dude was on the camera, just like up in my face. I was like, okay, I'm just pretend like he's not here. No, yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta just pretend like B-roll it a little bit, right? Yeah, wow. So it was just you know a whole experience that. I'm I'm really happy I got to That's amazing. I got that under my belt now. That's a dude, I mean you only had fifteen fights, but your fifteen fights are against like dogs. Like there's people who have fifteen fights but they fight bus drivers in Tijuana. Like I've you have a hard ass record, dude, like for real. Yeah. And that's respect. And like I know I had you win in the fight up until the, the stoppage. I thought you were still good. I think you were hurt. You I've said you were hurt worse in the other in the Puerto Rican fight than you were against against Valdez, to be honest with you. Yeah, from I what was, I saw on the, I from what I saw. I was a little disoriented, but when I watched it over, I handled myself well, and he dropped me around the two-minute mark. Right. And I was, I was finally recovering. I was, I was like, all right, I'm good, I'm clear. My eye, my vision's good, my balance is fine. Right. Seven seconds is when he stopped it. When right. I finally felt good, I was like, I looked to the left, I was like, are you serious? If you would have stopped it a minute ago, I'd be like, okay. I that makes good. sense, yeah. I, I survived about a minute and a half. Right. The knockdown was like almost last round. Right. And he stopped it, but. But what? What thirty though? You had you got you had to fight a bigger man. I said, you know. Yeah. He took it, but even that, you ended up being top twenty-five in the WBC. You yeah. ended up getting ranked, right? So that's, it's kind of it's it's still a win. You still moved up. People know who you are. People are gonna want to see you. You're gonna sell more tickets. Higher profile fights. Higher profile card placement. I lost the fight, but I won the war. You won the war, that's yeah. What kept telling me. Everybody came up to you, well, Andre, Tim, everything, everybody after the fight. They, they know who you were, man. That's what I'm really happy about. You know, I'm finally getting some recognition for all the hard fights I've I've been taking. Yeah. People know who I am, and 
It's worth it now. It's like it's all paid off. You know, now I got to strike while it's hot. Next fight, I got to do even better. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, hold, yeah, your next fight's going to be awesome. You're going to have to ride this wave back to 126, though. Okay, 126. We'll see who wants to fight. Damn. So what, are you, how long do how long you think you're going to be out of the ring for? Um, do you think, like, what, when would be, like, the soonest you, you would want to come back? I would back? like to fight no later than March. Okay. February, March. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm already back in the gym. Yeah. You know, I, this is the first fight I wasn't even that sore. I, I didn't have bruises. I was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I didn't even fight. Like, I was sore for about a day, and then it was, right. I was good. I was back running and training. So, um, hopefully February, March, I get a fight. We'll see what happens. Did you go out after the fight, or did you just go straight to the hotel? Um, I went to my hotel room. I took a shower. I went to go eat. Back to my room, and I knocked out. That's, I yeah, crazy. right? That's exhausting. Because I was in Florida time. I was training in Right, Florida. you trained in Florida for this one. So after the fight, it was like, what time was it? It might have been like 11. Yeah, 11 midnight maybe at the latest, so right? So I was still, I was waking up at 4 o'clock every day in Vegas. Oh. Every morning, I was like, damn, I'm up at 4 again, like. I'm not used to this. Right. So I was waking up at 6.37 in Florida. Sure. So now I'm switching time zones. So I was beat. After the fight, I was tired. I was yeah. going to sleep. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't do nothing after the fight. Yeah. I had an early flight the next day, so I just woke up, packed, got an Uber to the hotel, or to the airport, and I was back home. Do you think, if you would have won that fight, do you think they would have made you the matchup between you and Burchell? They would have had to. Because I feel like they would have found a way to it's give you a profile, like a high-profile 126 fight, and then let Valdez come in and you know and get, and get the in like you know what I'm saying. They probably would have found a way to, f- to finesse it and right. But me out. you would have taken you would have taken your shot against Burchell, right? No matter what. Do you, what do you think about his style compared to Valdez? He's, he's very you know he's relentless and he's come full he comes forward and right. doesn't stop and he's strong he hits hard. Um, that's definitely a fight. It would be a high risk fight for me, mm-hmm. and it would just have to make sense, you know. Right. I feel like I'm still not. I'm not a 130 pounder. No. But I mean, if it made sense, and you know, it was on even playing grounds. Right. I'd probably take it. Yeah. But um, my plan for next year is get a belt at 126. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by that time, Oscar has a belt at 130. 2021. And we run it. I could run it back, yeah. take his belt, become a two-time world champion. That'd be a good fight. That'd be a good run. That'd be a good story. It all comes back full circle. And you got to do it Thanksgiving weekend just to make it. <laughs> just, to, just to, for you, you got to put Gutierrez on the card too somehow. <laughs> you can fight a middleweight. It'll be good to go. Yeah. How does side note? Is that like a career suicide? If somebody just comes yeah. in that overweight in the main event, like you can never book that guy. You can't trust that guy no again, right? Yeah. That was the same guy who slipped in the shower and <laughs> cut his chin what? when he was fighting Frampton. What? He was supposed to fight Frampton okay. and he fell and he cut his chin open or something and the wow. fight was canceled. Damn. No Mr. one's going to use that guy again. He's done. He's got to go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can, I, can we talk about, did you see the Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua fight? Yeah. Can we talk about that? It went down Saturday afternoon. I haven't really talked about it in detail. So I'm glad I have, I have a professional right next to me. Uh, it was going down. I love how the fight was at 12.45, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Really enjoy that. It was on the UK main event time. Mm-hmm. Deep in Saudi Arabia. Would you find Saudi Arabia? Somebody's right. Yeah? <laughs> they built a stadium in like six weeks for that fight. Isn't that crazy? They just Money did. talks. Money talks, right? <laughs> Joshua got $75 million, supposedly. I don't know if that's true or not. That's weird because they got a $50 million site fee. What did Andy get? Like- Andy got at least 10 I mean. I heard he got like 
18. Well, good. That's something. Hopefully he doesn't buy another Lamborghini. But anyway, Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I went to the bar, hung out with, the, with, with, my, with my Mexicans. I was Team Ruiz all the way. But you know, Adam, I'm sure you hang out in the Sherman Oaks, Studio City area. There's not a lot of Mexicans in the Sherman Oaks area, so it was like a 50-50 split. It was half Rachel, and it was half the Vatos, and it, was, it made for a great time. It was a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, the fight was not a beautiful thing. Andy Ruiz, I don't know how he gained weight from the weigh-in to the day of the, to, to the fight, because he looked bigger. I mean, it looked... He looked he looked just—he didn't train at all. I mean, he looked slow. I hate to be mean about it. He was nice. a good—he was not firing combinations. Joshua just boxed him to death for twelve rounds. He did not look hungry at all. No, he was full. He, was, he definitely ate. He didn't look like he wanted to fight. I think he can still get some high-profile fights. Definitely. I don't know about a third fight, but maybe him and Kalnaki or him and Luis Ortiz—that makes good money. Poland versus Mexico and Chicago—that's good money. Or Brooklyn, maybe. But now he's got tough fights lined up. If he would have won this fight, then they would have taken care of him. You think they would have given him? They give him like a like he oh like an areola or something to defend like his that. belt. Yeah. Now he's got to he got to put himself back at the top. Or he could have fought Wilder, right? They and probably would have made that and made a ton of money. I don't know how it would go for Andy, but it'd be he make got him. Yeah. yeah. Andy has just just got a good style. He's obviously still a top five heavyweight when he's in shape. Yeah. When oh, he yeah. was a it was a bad showing, but Joshua's back on top. He's going to probably fight Pulev. Maybe fight a guy like Usyk. Maybe Dillian White again. Stay away from Usyk. Is he a, good, is he a big heavyweight? He's a, he was a cruiserweight champ, yeah. unified. But is he a big heavyweight? Can he keep up with those guys? Wilder's not a big heavyweight, but a guy's like Fury. How, how tall is Usyk? He's like, what, 6'2"? Six 6'2", two? Six two if that, yeah. Yeah. But, he's, but they yeah. say Ruiz is 6'2", and he's like right here to me. So I don't know how, I don't know how the boxing lanes go. Yeah. I think Ruiz is pretty short, but Usyk can fight, man. He can, he can, he can move, do a yeah. Of everything. He's like a big Lomachenko. Yeah. There's no, who, how are you gonna deal with that? He, it's like, imagine if Luis Ortiz was like ten years younger, he'd be winning. He'd be. He'd only be sixty-five at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he would be beating everybody. Yeah, he would. Usyk's pretty young. He, he, Maybe Usyk develops into his body a little more as a heavyweight. And it'll be uh, it'll be a good run for him. Man, he could probably just slip around and move around Joshua's jabs. He know who he is though. He doesn't sell. He doesn't sell fights yet. People don't know who he is. They should do Andy Ruiz and Usyk. I got Usyk. Wow. Again, an in shape. I'm running six miles every morning. I got Usyk. I don't have no pizza in the diet, Andy Ruiz. You take Usyk. I got Usyk. Dang. The the European boxing style beat the the kind of Mexican style, but it was like a sloppy slow. One, two punches at a time. I mean, Andy didn't put the the punches together. Joshua that. didn't get hurt at all, right? He just did what he, and stick behind the jab. Didn't get crazy. And uh, he moves on and then got all the belts back, all, all four. Got all the belts. He got a pocket full of money. He's good. Can we talk about this weekend's fights? Do you know what's going on on Saturday? No, what's going on? Terrence Crawford. Oh, yep. Versus the Mean Machine. I want to get your thoughts on this fight. Do you think Terrence Crawford is the best fighter in the world? At 147? I think he's the best. Okay. I think he can do it all. It's a problem, you know. He's 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 hungry. He's he's ready. Even though he's got he's had all the belts, he's still hungry. He still got it. I think he's gonna you know he's gonna show his skills again come Saturday. And beat beat up homeboy. Yeah. Might be a little tough, but I'm sure he will find what he has to do. He he adjusts to everybody he fights. I'm sure he will find out what he's got to do, whether it's box or fight or. 
cake or whatever he's got to do. He's yeah. Gonna, he's, he'll figure it out. He's, he's definitely, you know, top level. Just, there's levels to this game. It's either you got it or you don't. Right. And he's got it. Do you think he beats Spence? Yeah. Oh, that's the fight I want to see. That's the fight I would love to see. But, um, yeah, I think he just, he's got too many tools. Yeah. He's got too many tools. Spence is a, he, he's a dangerous fighter as well, but I think Terrence got too many tools. The real good fight this weekend, I think, is the, is the Teofimo and Comey. I think that fight is the real, like, that's the fight I got to watch kind of fight. Like, I like Teofimo Lopez, man. He can he's, fight. He's, he's got the flair. See, that guy can sell some, fi- that guy oh, can sell can, some fights. He he's got personality. And he can fight. And he can fight. He can fight, he can fight. man. He, he's a real fighter. But Comey can fight, too, now. Comey can hit. It's just going to be a very, I want to see that fight. I'm it's a tough fight. Adam, before we go, where can they find you on social media so we can. Get me on uh, Blue Nose Lopez on Instagram. There it is, folks. Adam Blue Nose Lopez. I appreciate it, man. We've known each other for a minute. We finally got something back on uh, on the mic. And yeah. it was good talking to you, man. Good seeing you. You look good. You can, you, you didn't look like you got into a fight two weeks ago, to be uh, quite honest good. with you. You're ready to go. Adam, it's a pleasure, brother. Thank you, man. Oh, what a weekend of NFL, man. NFL. NFL football this weekend. The Browns are terrible and the Cardinals are decent. Like, would you rather have Kyle Murray or Baker Mayfield? That's really the question right now because Baker's got Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and uh, Nick Chubb and another running back. And Kyler Murray basically has uh, Kyler Murray. He's got the running back. But the, who's, he, who's he throwing? You know, he's got less weapons than than Baker Mayfield, obviously. But Kyler's doing it big right now. He's running. He's doing it up. Uh, he's very impressive. I'm very impressed with Kyler Murray. And I think he's good. And that's all I got to say about that because the Browns are absolutely terrible. I thought they were going to do great things. But uh, what the bank, what the what the Ravens are doing is what I thought the Browns were going to do. Cowboys and Rams. Boy, I was completely wrong on the Rams. I thought the Rams were going to go into Dallas. They were going to land. They were going to go into Jerry's world and spoil it and just dominate the, the Dallas Cowboys and make make it even a, uh, more of a crapshoot for the NFC East. That did not happen. The Rams came in. They're like, you know what? It's a wrap on this one. And that looks like what it is. The, the, it is over with with the Rams. The season is done, essentially. It's going to be Minnesota getting that final slot. I don't see the Rams beating the Niners next week, especially how the Niners lost this week. So it's all bad. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are keeping pace. But if Philly wins out, it's a wrap on that. So they really got to they really gotta step it up here, man. I think the Cowboys are going to somehow sneak in. And they're, gonna, they're really going to host a playoff game. They're going to host either San Francisco or Seattle which is pretty funny, right? That is, they're going to host, Niners and Cowboys are going to do great ratings, right? They're going to, it's going to do amazing ratings. However, that's just comedy that, 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 that the Cowboys are going to host it. They, they should really do the reseed. I'm okay. I'm good with that. They should just reseed the best, uh, their, uh, the, the things. That way you prevent crappy divisions and you don't reward, uh, I mean, you reward them with a playoff spot. You're not rewarding them with home field advantage of winning your shit division. Nothing really to talk about the Patriots except that 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 guy like filming the sidelines saying I was trying to get footage of the field. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's all over Fox Sports. Patriots, they just Don Brady's not looking that great right now. Uh, but you know what? He'll turn it on when the time's right. He's load managing right now. I'm gonna say Tom Brady is load managing during games right now. That's all he's doing. So don't worry about him. Once the playoff starts, he'll be 30, 30 for thirty seven, four touchdowns, and he'll be sitting in the fourth quarter out. Like that'll be happening in, in, in a couple weeks. Meanwhile, the Raiders, my man, this is all I'm going to talk about, and I'm done with the NFL right now. The Raiders, they were winning like 95% of that game. 
and then they blew it in typical Raider fashion, and they sent the crowd home very unhappy. It was the final game in Oakland, the final game at the Coliseum, and they couldn't send them home with a W. They were throwing nachos on the field. There was fights in the stands. There was all that and then some, but that's like nothing new. There's always fights in the stands and people throwing stuff. So what new, what's new is the nachos. People throwing nachos on the field. People in disgust, people in anger. Gardner Minshew had a sprint off the field because he probably would have gotten uh, destroyed by, by a beer can. But look, their fans stayed. Carr was hugging everybody. It was, it was, they lost to the Jaguars, but look, it was the final game in Oakland. It's disappointing. Shout out to the Raider Nation. We'll see what happens in Vegas. But yeah, the Raiders are completely out of it now. In some ways, nope, they're done. They are, they're done in the Coliseum. Rest in peace to the Coliseum for the Oakland Raiders. It is now fully an A stadium. It's still a dump. And all the Oakland faithful will, will agree with me that it is a dump. So. Little stutter step. Little Look at these numbers. By Rondo. The fake all the way to score. It's LeBron. Flew by <laughs> pretending like he was trying to block it. Another look at that fast break where Rondo fakes the pass and then LeBron pretends like he's going to block the shot. I'm wearing all my Lakers gear right now on the video portion of this podcast because the Lakers are the best in the West. You see LeBron, he got alley-oop faked out and he tried to block Rondo's shot. He's throwing it behind the legs. Dwight Howard looks 25 again. He looks healthy. He does a lot of yoga. He's on a vegan diet. He's looking skinny. I like what I'm seeing from my guy right there. Lakers are the best. I can't wait for Thursday night. The Lakers versus the Bucks. I'll be at the Rockets and the Clippers, so it'll be a beautiful thing to see. It's a great night of basketball. The Hawks. I thought the Hawks would be a lot better, to be honest with you. They just. They. I mean, they kept in the game, but they just. I don't know. We just. They, the Lakers couldn't could have hit the side of a boat. So, but the Hawks are, should be a lot better than I. You know. And then Draymond. Holy crap! Did you see the Warriors? Man, Draymond threw it off the glass to nobody. He thought Kevin Durant was still behind him. Nope. It's Eric Pascal. And then D'Angelo Russell, Russell running to the corner three. That is not what that is not what's happening in goal. In goal. Oh, that's a, that's Oakland. He tried to throw it back to Oakland. Nope, he threw it back to San Francisco, buddy. There's a tech billionaire uh, eating $28 nachos right now, and he doesn't know about that right now. He, that's his first time at a game, and he's probably wondering, like, who is this guy number 23? He threw it off the glass to nobody. And uh, he'll stand up in his Lululemon sweatpants and his North Face jacket, and he'll go right back to uh, – he'll take an Uber pool probably. Uh, to home, and he'll wonder what the heck is going on with that team. Who knows if he goes again? He'll wait till Steph Curry to come back. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. It's completely ridiculous. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's Too Legit with your host, Alex Fernandez. Make sure to follow at Too Legit Show Instagram. Well, if you're listening here on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all that, make sure to check out the Instagram videos, the, the YouTube videos, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, and share. And, uh, yeah, I'll be coming to some sports near you. I feel it. I'm coming. 2020. It's going to be a crazy year for Too Legit. 2020 is going to be an amazing year for your host, Alex Fernandez. Until then, thank you all for listening. Have an awesome, awesome Monday.